You're listening to Markasaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, joining us on Pertinence uh, Punctuated is none other than our very own uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, who is, uh, yes, an astute uh, businessman. He's a Medina graduate. He's an alim. He's a motivational speaker. And he's a broadcaster on many platforms. And he does a lot of good humanitarian work. And there he is with us uh, this evening on uh, Pertinence uh, Punctuated. And uh, yeah, it's a pertinence punctuated. That's the name of the segment. And Sheikh Shwey Baida, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners, Marcus Sahab, this evening. Alhamdulillah, everything is fine and hope, and I hope the Ummah has started fasting that six days in Shawwal, inshallah. So we get the reward of fasting the whole year through. Uh, Charlie Sheikh, Shoaib Maida, uh, my wife and I, yeah, Alhamdulillah, we did the six and we had our second Eid. Hey, I tell, must I tell you how I celebrated Sheikh Shoaib Maida? Oh, yes, I need to hear that so we can learn from you, Chef. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me tell Sheikh Shoaib. I made a potent, lovely fish curry with rice and I enjoyed it. I had the fish masala, I had the tamarind with it. And it was pungent with like, you know, lemon uh, juice and all that, you know, the, the tamarind and the lemon mix. And I tell you, Sheikh Shoaib after our six days of shawal fasting, that is how we said, hey, let's have a lovely potent curry. And, you know, it turned out to be very medicinal, uh, Sheikh Shoaib That was uh, the treat that we had. MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, that's beautiful. I think we'll try that too. We'll be making our katam over six days next week, inshallah. You do that. I'll give you the recipe, Sheikh Shwemaida, and, and then you can go through. And as you said, you know, moving and getting the barakah of fasting the whole year, keeping the six shawal fast, what a blessing. So easy indeed, alhamdulillah, especially you come out of Ramadan. And, you know, we shone in Ramadan. And, you know, let's keep it going. As you said, in Ramadan, we did it, we embraced it, we celebrated it. And it, Allah made it so easy. No matter what difficulties we went through, we had the storms. And some of us, of, of us didn't have electricity for 16 days. We didn't have water for so many days. But you know, Sheikh Shoei Maida, one thing about Ramadan, the barakah of Ramadan. Ramadan never failed us. It gave us its barakah. It took care of us. And it said, I'm here. Don't worry. I'm the month of the Quran. I'm here with you. I don't know. Did you feel that? beauty of Ramadan, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. You know, Chef, uh, this is one beautiful year that we had the best Ramadan ever. And I can tell you, you know, what makes it even better is that uh, we actually tried and tested to understand how Allah do accept our du'as. You know, after that storm, there was a rumor that was going around that, you know, we are going to have uh, uh, a cyclone that was coming in and the skies were very upset if you look at them at this time of the uh, you know it's like in the after this time of the night that's how it looked during the day because the clouds were all over covering everything up and i mean you could sense that something cynical is going to happen but we made dua we were fasting wherever we are allah save us and protect us and you know what there was no storm allowed her accepted our duas and it was mild and alhamdulillah everything went on smooth to say you know what if it wasn't for Ramadan, if this happened outside Ramadan, I don't know what was going to happen, Shah. 
You know, Sheikh Shoei Maiza, Allah is very merciful. They say Allah is Gafurur Rahim. And then, you know, I want to know the, the, the culture of Africa, Mother Africa. You know, Mother Africa is more an, uh, an Islamic continent. And uh, the culture of the, uh, you know, the, the people, uh, you know, in different villages and different towns, how do the village uh, Muslims, how do they, you know, embrace and celebrate uh, their Ramadan? And, you know, how do they take the spirit of Ramadan forward into the next 11 months? Talk to us about that, you know. Perhaps you have an inkling because you have traveled all over Africa and, you know, the spirit of the Islam or the nomadic life and more, most of them, you know, you know, all the most of the prophets, Alhamdulillah, were shepherds. Give us an insight to Africa's rural you know, inhabitants, how they embrace and celebrate Islam uh, throughout the year, you know, how they take it throughout the year, Sheikh Shoemaida. You know, you know, to begin with, you know, let me bring you back to it, you know. For us, Eid is everything but everything. You know, you go and look at them, the simple Eid they have. You know, some of them, when they say they had a luxury on Eid, is they had rice and uh, boiled eggs. You know, it's a luxury. And those that went a little bit better, in medium way, they actually had uh, uh, rice and uh, maybe with uh, chicken. That's a luxury. Or maybe it's part with chicken on the day of Eid. And you find some that were a little bit more extreme, better off, they had maybe rice with goat meat and the rest of that and shed. So it tells you the humble beginnings where they, come, where they come from. But now if you look at them and the culture and the tradition, you know, they'll tell you that, you know, since Ramadan is gone, you know, it's time we start reflecting now on Ramadan itself, how fasting went and uh, how we did our ibadat in the month of Ramadan and start looking and questioning themselves that uh, did Allah Ta'ala accept our fasting? Did we do it well? Did everything go well within our fasting? And uh, that actually will keep people again more closer to the masajid as the six is done now. They'll sit more closer to the masajid and making dua, Ya Allah, if there's any shortcomings in our fasting, Ya Allah, please forgive us. Ya Allah, forgive us and pardon us for that. And you find that still Ramadan spirit in them, you know, unlike we have it sometimes here, Shaf is sad that you find our, our brothers and sisters around this other part of modernized world on the day of Eid, straight away, they went and gave a hug to shaitan. You know, say, marhaba, back to normal. You know, and if you talk about uh, fasting of six days, it's like you're telling them something. So, yeah, in Africa, in uh, those regions of Africa, people are dedicated to the deen. There's no luxuries like uh, tap water, no luxuries like electricity. And maybe now, because of the modern uh, country coming up with uh, gadgets of solar, then some got solar away, they charge their phones and the rest of that. But if you look at them, the culture and the tradition, the people really have enjoyed Ramadan this year. And uh, they're looking forward to the next year's Ramadan. And uh, that I can say to you that, you know, we're trying and practicing all the simplicity of ibadah that we, we had in Ramadan. They're practicing that so that, inshallah, making dua, that may allow to make them reach the next Ramadan, inshallah. You know, Sheikh Shoaib, whilst you're talking to me, I've been thinking, you know, uh, boiled eggs and rice, and they, you know, they do it with so much of uh, love and so much of enthusiasm, and they're so humble about the whole thing. So if they had boiled eggs, maybe they had some uh, chicken with it too, because of where the egg came. What came first, the egg or the chicken, Sheikh uh, Maida? Is it, Shaf, uh, the egg is, is quicker and easier. So if they don't have enough chicken, let's say, to satisfy the, the, the whole family, Rather go buy eggs, you know, and uh, actually boil them and uh, make some chutney along with it and make some pop of rice. I mean, because uh, the chicken is a bit expensive, so rather get the eggs. 
the chicken will lay uh, the hen will lay more eggs and uh, you can have more uh, a chicken is coming after that but at least have the eggs for now so that the family is happy and is enjoyed some kind of a delicacy when it comes to eat day i mean it's a delicacy you know where for us we look at this and this is a breakfast and sometimes i look as ah, i can't eat this yeah sexual maida and then uh, you know really talking about the culture and you look at the culture of uh, uh, the people of uh, you know uh, south africa especially the uh, you know african brothers and sisters here in this country they always have the tribal functions and you know you notice uh, you know uh, once a month or maybe uh, every second or third month they will go to their villages and they have this culture of maybe you know boiling the meat and eating the voracious eaters of meat and you know getting together uh, showing uh, ubuntu amongst their own tribes and it's amazing that, uh, that that this type of culture is a prevalent in this country and is it prevalent all over africa too shekshwe maida yes chef uh, these actually are called uh, beautiful gatherings where tribes and cultures come together to actually to reconnect you know and to show that we all are one human race despite having different traditions and uh, life patterns but we all still come from one laws and water so those of good willing chef on those days they come uh, slaughter cow and the rest of that and you find everybody coming and everybody is happy you know like in our area is called like sadaka you know here we say katam and uh, yeah people come in and uh, you get a few uh, ulama to come and give a, a discourse for that day and yeah it works well and you know you find people from different villages and they is like you know it's more about uh, holding the families together so these are the times where you meet your relatives that you never knew you related to them and really just bring that good vibe together which as you said here brings ubuntu and also at the same time bring the culture of meeting up other people that you did not know they existed within your locality shaf absolutely shekshoy by that and as you said uh, you know this getting together meeting and all that you know take us to a you know a typical scenario of the madrasa system in uh, rural uh, on rural areas and in africa especially uh, those that are away from the city how is uh, you know the uh, maktab system and how do you, uh, who are the teachers are teachers uh, from the locality or do you import teachers uh, from different uh, areas or other countries as actually maida chapa then that's a different scenario altogether is an interesting one you know you find most of them at home actually uh, in those areas in africa way when namalim comes into the village he's actually given a piece of land where he can cultivate his crops like uh, his mealies and the rest of that so there isn't anything that is paid besides uh, taking care of the kids and maybe uh, sometimes the families will come and bring uh, ask him to slaughter a chicken for them and there's a portion that they leave behind for for the alim and uh, you find i mean the discipline is 100% excellent because of that uh, culture way by there's no money being paid into uh, the tuition you find that the people work very hard and the parents stand with the alim which makes the work easier for the people to learn and understand the din you know and like uh, when it comes to this side the culture is totally different you know we got human rights we got rights for the children you your own child if you discipline him if you don't uh, okay the child might have phone on the child care line and uh, get you arrested and hit you the one providing for him but in this parts of the world you don't get things of that sort if the child complains at home the parents face it will be why did that happen to you not everybody else so i mean there's a kind of a good support structure when it comes to uh, 
the dini work in the areas and we don't actually import teachers to come in uh, but sometimes you get uh, like countries like sudan egypt they actually send teachers to come and teach whereby the salaries they're getting back home so they do not get any salaries from this side but they're getting from home and alhamdulillah it makes a great deal of difference because when you get like this kind of teachers that speak arabic so you look at your kids starting arabic at uh, you know, at uh, maktab level. So which means when they grow up for five years, four years, they could be able to understand uh, Arabic. They can recite the Quran and understand what it means, read the Hadith and understand what it means and get prepared well when you go to the universities in the Gulf regions, Alhamdulillah, they're still in a good position because they do understand the language. Alhamdulillah, you know, with you being with us uh, so many years, you have shared uh, many wonderful stories with us. And you know how uh, Ramadan has come, and especially, you know, during uh, these times. And I'm uh, emphasizing the point that we should not forget that the Muslims, Alhamdulillah, of South Africa are really shorned uh, uh, during this time when there was this uh, challenges uh, facing us with this, uh, uh, with the floodings and so forth. And, you know, water shortages and uh, food and all that. And who came to the fore? Sheikh Shoei Maida. Once again, the Muslims are shining, showing us that the, uh, the, 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 uh, the quality or the habit of giving is inherent in the Muslim and that the Muslim is always first when it comes to any crisis and any disaster. There they are. Uh, you know, even the hearts of ardent uh, Islamophobes were turned in this country and they said, we had a different impression of you, but now our whole uh, you know, uh, perception of Islam has changed. Surely, Sheikh Shoei Maida, that is a favor of Allah upon us, and we should not forget it. Your thoughts? You know, Shaf, when you talk about that, really, just uh, my head just shivers, my, my, my body just shivers. Because, I mean, we've got the Muslim brothers to give an example that came all the way from Polokwani, which is the Polokwani Muslim Trust. And they were down in Deben, they bought a lot of food stuff that actually we distributed from mattresses to blankets to food stuff on the table. I mean, uh, that was amazing. And, you know, I was reading on one article, you know, that says, uh, it's, I think it's from the U.S., that says, you know, the Muslim community of South Africa have outshone their own government in South Africa. You know, they've done what the government have no plan up to now, what they're going to do. The government is just talking about money, these billions to be put in to invest to help on this. And yet coming on the ground, I haven't started doing scratching anything. If it wasn't for the Muslim community to come in straight away, you know, with the resources and themselves on the ground, we don't know what situation is going to be in South Africa for now. So, I mean, it tells you that, you know, we are good people in nature. And Ramadan just brings the best out of us. Look at uh, the gift of the givers. Alhamdulillah, they came into the table and Alhamdulillah doing good work. And I mean, you listen to the radio shows, uh, follow the media, you find people that are saying, oh, I'd rather give uh, my help to the gift of the givers than to give it to the government. And which is the reality and the truth. And also we need to understand that government has got a long procedure and a long protocol to follow before they could release any funds. And yet the Muslims, the protocol is just to look in the account what is zakat here? What is lilay? And immediately just put in the in the in, in the cat, and then you go start actually buying the stuff and then distributing to the people. And Alhamdulillah, look, we did a very good job. We did a great job, and we must be proud of ourselves as being Muslims. That Alhamdulillah, you know, everybody you go and visit today, and I ask you, are you a Muslim? You proud? They say yes, I'm a proud Muslim, and they're happy to, to see as a Muslim because they say, listen, you know, when we're in trouble. You know, we didn't see any help besides the help from your people, Muslims. Some of you, even if you didn't come and give us food, sir, but you made sure you loaded five liters of waters in your cars and you came and distributed for free. And I mean, we have never seen 
anything of this sort when it comes to charity. You people are blessed and God must bless you. And this is what we need, child. You know, we are the best ummah that has been sent for mankind to, in, to, to enjoin people of what is good and forbid them what is wrong. And at the same time, show faith in Allah's word and show that we do appreciate what Allah has given us. And I'll tell you, whosoever put in their hand, you know, to do all this kind of charity work, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them tenfold of, of, of what they have taken out. You know, you remember it is promised from Allah ta'ala, if you show appreciation of what favors are bestowed upon you, I'm going to increase you in uh, sustenance. So like these people showed it, to say we appreciate what Allah has given us. And how we show appreciation, we take some of this chunk what we have and distribute it to the people. I'm talking from clothing shelf, the people that lost everything in the homes, besides the clothing they had on the body, if they went to bed uh, uh, wearing clothes. And some of them that just sleep without wearing clothes, they walk up with nothing on the bodies because water has taken everything and everything is gone away, which is actually another big question for us have to understand, to say, look, I mean, we need to be asking big questions. You go back and look at the sea, you won't see that excess water that, that was there. Go see, look up, look back in the rivers, you won't see, they're going down to where they were. And the question should be, where is all the water that came in disappeared to? And this should be actually ringing a big question to us as Muslims, to say we never know. Allah is stalling this water under our homes. So one of the days it gets upset, it can just sink our homes down and we'd be sitting in a pool of water. So this drives us to say, no, Allah is great, and let's build our sakina or our, 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 let's build our ark, you know, like Nuh or something like that, to sail through the water. But for us, we need to build the ark to sell our hearts through actually sin and mischief and bad behavior so that if this happens again, we happen to be on the wrong side where we can't swim, we should be able to say, Ashhadu Allah, ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu Muhammad Rasulullah, or even to say, Allahu Akbar, then we know we settled our scores with our Creator Shaf. Absolutely, Sheikh Shuhamaydan, I like uh, you bringing the spirit of... Uh, yeah, giving, and you also talk about uh, be a realist uh, because uh, you know any time Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala can uh, afflict us uh, with uh, trials and tribulations. People went through the lost belongings and uh, so forth, and you know everything. But the important thing, yeah, Sheikh Shuaimaida, this is when we start appreciating that uh, that every breath of air we take is for free from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. The life that is given to us is an amana to us from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That life that is given to us. We should be using it very productively. That is, we should be documenting each second as a form of, you know, a sawab, as a form of investment for the akhirah. But very quickly, we start forgetting this and we start chasing the dunya and suddenly we lose all direction that, you know what, we are wasting our time. Your take on that? No, Shaf, is exactly, you know, like uh, this past Juma, you know, I went to the masjid, I was saying, listen, we have seen what is happening, and I think uh, we need all to join together, Shaf, we need to go on a marathon now. And, uh, you know, when you're going on a marathon, Shaf, if you don't drive your car, you go with only the clothes that's fitting to drive, to, to, to run around, and also you, sometimes you might take water, but at two, three kilometers, that water should get, uh, should weigh heavy on you. So what do you do on this marathon? You go on a marathon. That's where we are in. And where you stop to drink your water is when it's salah time. Go in the masjid, perform your salah. And if you want to take extra water, drink as much as you can. Then once you come out of the masjid, you back again on the marathon. Because the destination of this marathon shaft is the point where we are going to collapse and die. And will measure for us 
whether it's two or uh, two meters by one meter, six, six, uh, six feet deep, whether it's three meters by two by one, six feet deep, we need to understand that's the end of the marathon. So we come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're heading back towards him again. So let's join this marathon. You don't need to register on the marathon page, but you need to behave yourself and to understand the new. We get, we get every day that's coming by. We're heading towards Allah ta'ala and are we carrying enough uh, baggage and luggage that we can be able to show it to Allah smilingly. So I think these times that calls for that. And Ramadan was a good practice for Shaf, uh, for us, Shaf, to practice and train ourselves on how close we can get to Allah. And Alhamdulillah, most of us, we have won on that trip of Ramadan. We've done the best that we could do, and we're still doing the best. And may Allah to reward us all the best for the actually for the efforts that we have brought forward in Ramadan in both Ibadah, charity work that we've done. May Allah to accept it completely from us. And also we must use that as a sign to say, may it be uh, this year's Ramadan, a reason for Allah to grant victory to the Muslimin, inshallah, financially, technologically, and I mean, in everything that is happening around the world, Muslims must advance and must be on the top, on the top base of everything that happens, Shaf. You know, Sheikh Shoebaida, I know that uh, you have been involved in uh, many projects uh, where, alhamdulillah, when there was, a, I think, a disaster in uh, Malawi many years ago, and you at government level, you know, managed to get funds for them. And, you know, in disaster management, Alhamdulillah has blessed you. Uh, you're brilliant in coordinating and so forth. But what I want to know from you, Sheikh Shwe Maida, you know, surely Allah had given us this opportunity. It happened during Ramadan. And we interacted with many non-Muslims. Um, is it fair for us to do dawah? Or do we just have to give those, uh, you know, the food hampers that we're giving out or the water and so forth? Do we give it silently or should we give it with a message, Sheikh Shwe Maida? Shaf, the best part, like what happened now, you don't give it with our. You know, what happened now, you say, from the Muslim community, this is a gift to you. And that is enough dawah. You know, and that's why today everybody, I'm telling you, when they look at the Muslim community, they're looking at us with different eyes because we didn't go to say, no, only Muslims here, only non Muslims here, although you, we, we found some actually actions in different areas where. Okay, the same food stuff that is coming for charity, and you find some cancer, they stand up and say, no, only ANC people, only those that vote for ANC will have to take this. And where we had some kind of discussion in those areas, to say, listen, you can never do that. This is not an ANC gathering uh, or ANC party. This is a distribution, actually, uh, trip whereby people of good will have come to actually to assist the people that are suffering, that are struggling in this position. So you cannot you know, specify who gets and who does not get. And if you want to do that way, then we're going to take everything away from you. We do it the way you want to do it. So, yeah, this is good time, Shaf, for Dawa. If I, if I talk to you about Dawa, if I can talk about Dawa, I know you have done a lot of Dawa. You've done Dawa in the sea, you know, and uh, you've actually made a lot of Muslims, of which I know some of them still phones you and remind you to say, listen, the Quran that you gave me is the one that I'm using now. I still got that copy. You've done a lot of good work. Shaf, I can tell you, these floods and the rest of that have paved a way of dawah for dawah for the Muslims. So I can tell you now you can walk with your, you, with your head high and go preach about Islam to the people and they're going to accept it because now they do understand what Islam stands for. Shah. We didn't need to say, okay, this person must say, the people themselves are asking questions, but why? But why all the Muslims are coming around you giving us food saying, know, oh, this comes from God and God alone has sent it to you guys that must come to you. But this, we are from the Muslim family to say, you know, the situation is tough. 
And uh, if the situation is tough, those that are a little bit more fortunate, they must come for those that, that are less fortunate so that we balance, actually, uh, the scale of life, Shaf. And that was actually brilliant. And I can tell you, now we are open for Dawa. If the ulama goes to sleep now, Shaf, now it's going to be a problem. Not that the way it wasn't put forward. Allah has actually set the ground for us for Dawa. Alhamdulillah, fertile soil now, people. And inshallah, whatever little way you can give the message, Go and give the message uh, to all and sundry. Sheikh Shoei Maida, you know, chatting with you, absolutely fascinating. Time really flies. Perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. Shaf, no, Jazakallah for this beautiful program. May Allah reward you the best. And I hope the listeners are listening carefully. Please part the word of Allah Ta'ala and Muslim, they're ready to, listen, uh, to receive the word. And may Allah bless the Ummah, inshallah, for this splendid work that has been done in the month of Ramadan. And may Allah accept all our Ramadan, inshallah, and all the efforts that we put forward. And once again, Allah reward you and your family, Shaf, for giving in all that much time that you're giving for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh Maida. Also you, you know, in your busy schedule, you make time uh, for us also. Really appreciate you and you're part of, uh, uh, mashallah, a successful team, a team that is, uh, alhamdulillah, there for the Dean of Islam. Sheikh Maida, you go well. And inshallah, as I said, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a time for us uh, to go for a break. When you get back, inshallah, Mulana Salim Karim uh, should be joining us.